Welcome to the Bet with Chet podcast. I am Kyle Fricetti alongside with Brian Campbell and Alex Del Vecchio. And guys, we had a heck of a week, and I'm speaking for all three of us. Uh, I think we were just bound to have a week like this after the past two or three weeks prior to this one. But um, I kind of want to go around the table just to discuss our week 15 plays, and then obviously we're going to get to our week 16 plays. But uh, really happy with how everything went. I think we really allocated our units very well this week and uh we're gonna go to uh campbell first you went uh four or five and uh excellent excellent week missed out on the teaser but kind of just discuss your plays and uh how you feel like you did so four 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 and one on the week uh my one loss being washington and and when we kind of made those picks we knew covid was going to be a factor we just didn't really know how much of a factor and it was still really close to being a backdoor push at least, but I was happy with how my picks went this week. Uh, Patriots, I was surprised getting beat by double digits against the Colts. I mean, I thought the Colts were going to win the game. I didn't think they were going to win by that much, though, so that kind of cost me my teaser. But overall, I mean, the Raiders, they didn't look good, but they got the job done. Uh, Houston, I mean, Jacksonville shouldn't be laying points to anyone, so that line was just wrong in my book from the get-go. And then the Bengals and the Vikings took care of business. I mean, primetime Kirk Cousins made an appearance, but they still were able to get the cover. So overall, uh, we're back in the positive, and that's all you can ask for. That's for sure. And and you look at some of your plays, Campbell, obviously Washington with the COVID situation they had. Uh, there's no way to predict something like that is going to happen, being that we make our picks on, on a Wednesday. And obviously, obviously a lot of information came out after that uh, podcast from last week. So obviously if you would have known what was going to be happening, you wouldn't have, I'm assuming uh, would have picked Washington as, as one of your plays for the week. And then uh, you definitely got on the right side of the COVID games with, with Vegas and uh, Minnesota for sure with all of the players out uh, for the bears and the Browns. Um, good, good look on Houston as well. And I had Cincinnati with you. So uh, good play on that as well. That new England game was funny just because, <clears throat> The Patriots, you know, they, they go down 7 nothing. Uh, Indy comes out hot, and then, you know, the, the Colts get the block punt for a touchdown. That, that, there's no way to predict things like that. So, right. honestly, the, the Pats, I think, um, you know, they obviously put it together in the second half. I mean, I think the Colts were up in that game. Were they up 20 to nothing or 20 to 7 at halftime? Um, and I don't think they scored af- in the second half. And they might, no, no, they scored obviously with the Jonathan Taylor run at the end. But prior to that, uh, they hadn't done anything in the second half. And the Pats were only one possession away from making that uh, a serious game. So tough to predict those things when they get the, the punt block for a touchdown. So especially against a Belichick-led team, which typically has one of the top special teams in the NFL. So uh, but overall, great week. Alex, let's take it to you. Uh, you went 3-2, and two, winning week. Uh, hit the teaser as well. So, how do you feel like you did? Feeling like going good. I mean, it was it was one of those weeks where I actually uh, was on the right side of the ones I laid my big unit plays on. But look, I mean, Dallas against the Giants, it's a layup. Um, the Rams, you know, you had to wait till Tuesday to get it. But certainly, um, even though they went down in that game, but then eventually they turned it on. Seahawks are a bit of a mess right now. Um, you know. I, I like the plays I had. You know, the ones I got wrong, I got really wrong. I got New England so wrong. I mean, that game, you were dead on for that one, man. So good on you because you were all over the Colts. I didn't believe you. Um, but I, I haven't been on the right side of a New England game all year. 
I've gotten it wrong every single time. Yeah, that that was game, and that was even tougher. I I, I definitely uh, liked the Colts in that game between those two teams. But if you looked at the turnover differential, uh, the Colts and the Patriots were neck and neck. So typically, I like to start fading those teams that are that are top in turnover differential because eventually there's going to be some regression. But since they were so neck and neck, you knew it was going to be a tight game, and that's that's <clears throat> probably a field goal game if they don't get that punt block for a touchdown. So some things you just can't handicap, some things you can't predict, but uh, I, I still like New England uh, going forward, uh, but that's just the way the, the ball bounced in that game. Yeah, I, um, you know, that was that one. I'll tell you what, who was all over Dallas, Chetty? I know your Cowboys better than anyone. You know why? Because they were facing the Giants, and they <laughs> suck. Oh, my God. The Giants are a corpse. Fade them for the rest of time. They're terrible. Um, Even this week against the Eagles? No, not this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to have a new under-over in the show on how many times Alex says the word corpse. Because I, I went back and I listened a few times from last week. There was at least four times. So I think we need to have some sort of – It's a good It's a good phrase for a team in December football, you know? Yeah. Certain teams are a corpse right now. Okay. You have to spot them and you have to fade them, you right. know? I got you. You know, and I mean, you know, the Giants are a corpse. The Bears – of course, you know these teams have nothing going. The Saints, well, maybe not the Saints, but uh, oh, not the Saints, not last week. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, uh, on the whole, it was an okay week of football. You know, I thought going in, I, I like know what you guys. Thought. I thought going in, oh, this is going to be great. Tuesday football, Monday football, Saturday, Sunday. You know what? No, wasn't into it. Like by the time I hit last night, I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch football right now. I- I'm out. Like. Yeah, I watched like eight minutes of the Eagle game, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the Matrix three. I mean, it was a lot, it was a lot of boring games this week, though. That's oh, kind of terrible. Lot. You saw I mean, the quality of the terrible football, football. The, the quality of the play. Those players aren't used to playing on on a Tuesday, you know. So it, no, the, the the quality of play. I mean, every other game has a, as has a quarterback in it who shouldn't be there. You know, you want to know who the Giants are going to for their savior right now? Is Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake fucking Fromm. Like, I mean the. You know, um, Washington used the Patriots practice squad quarterback last night. I mean, it's just – it's brutal, you know. And, uh, you of course, this is the season you get an extra week of football. But I did not – by the t- like I said, by the time I hit last night, I was like, I don't feel like watching any of this stuff. Yeah, and you saw, uh, saw it in Philadelphia coming out of that game last night. They had the bye week, and then they had the extra rest. They were probably ready to go on Sunday, and then they get it postponed to Tuesday. They came out flat as a pancake, and they obviously got it together in the second half, but almost sometimes too much rest can be a disadvantage for you. Yeah. Oh, I have a good one. I guess we'll get into this as the week goes, but I'm very curious what you guys think. How do you think a Tuesday game impacts the teams on Sunday? Oh, it's going to be big, I think. I think so. I don't know. It's not that unusual. You know, it, it, it's it's longer than a Sunday to Thursday layoff. Yeah. I think Cleveland is an interesting team this week because they, they played on uh, Monday. And, um, you know, it's weird because they're obviously in a must-win situation now after losing to the Raiders. They, yeah. they still make the playoffs. They're going to need a little bit of help. But they're getting a lot of players back from COVID who, who didn't play last week. So it's almost like it's a short week, but they're getting a lot of key players back who didn't play in that game against in, against Vegas. So maybe there's a little bit of an advantage there for the Browns. 
And uh, I'm not liking the way Green Bay's playing right now. I don't know. It's just something about their, their play. They're kind of not fading down the stretch, but they're definitely not as hot as they were earlier in the year. Uh, I think, uh, you know, since that Jones injury, you know, they've been a little hit or miss. You know, Jones isn't the same player. Dylan kind of showed uh, – I have a great analogy for you, Chad. Are you ready? It's right up your alley. What you got? Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. So, Julius Jones, Marion Barber, okay? <laughs> Remember those two? I do. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. When Aaron Jones got hurt, everyone thought A.J. Dillon would step up and be huge. It's not exactly how it works, right? Sometimes those guys aren't meant to carry the ball 20 times a game. Right. They're a change of pace back. Ever since that, their running game hasn't quite been the same. Um they are a healthy team, right? Like, they're not very – like, of all the teams in the league who've been killed by injuries, the Packers really haven't. So, I like that part about them. You know, like, they still got their big guys. The yeah. NFC North is also so weak that they've really just been able to coast, too. Like, they don't have to put out full effort right now. Yeah. They met uh, on defense, you know, starting back in the beginning of the year. I know they've had Jair Alexander, their top corner, out for a while. Uh, linebacker is escaping my name right now, but he's been out for the majority of the season. So, you know, they, they've defensively, I'm a little concerned about Green Bay, but if they get those key pieces back by the playoffs, you know, maybe they'll play a little bit better, especially if they get home field advantage. So we'll see. I don't I, think they're going to, do you think they'll hold on? Uh, well, I don't know. This week's going to be key. If I mean, they're seven and a half point favorites against Cleveland. They're projected to win that game, but, Something tells me they're going to slip up one of these games. I know they have a big game against Minnesota uh, the week after that, and uh, but that could be a revenge game factor for Green Bay because Minnesota beat them earlier in the year. So it's hard to say, but I think they're going to drop one more game. But uh, that might still be enough to get the one seed because I don't see Dallas winning. Yeah, out. I was going to say I don't see a team behind them that's going to win out and take over for them either. Yeah, only Dallas, honestly. I mean, Arizona and uh, Dallas play next week. So I feel like the winner of that game is going to be the team that could possibly jump Green Bay, but I still don't see it happening. Does Dallas go at Philly in that final game? Yes. That's a tough spot. That's going to be a good game yeah. because that if Dallas needs the game for the bye and Philly needs it for the playoffs, you know, we've seen how we've seen that script before, you know. <laughs> you know, the at Philly final week of the year, that would be a tough spot for them. If they won the game, then I would start thinking the Cowboys are going to go far, but that's a very tough game. If you look at our plays this week, and I was just looking over our general unit selections for the week, we really did a good job of allocating our units in each each of the losses that we had. I mean, my my loss, the, the Chicago one, was only a unit play. Alex, your two losses, New England and Tennessee, were your lo- two lowest unit plays, three units and four yeah. units. And Campbell, your Washington play, was uh, one of the lower unit plays as well. So, yeah. Doing a good job of, you know, knowing which games we're most confident in and allocating our resources in that direction. And, we'll hit our best and, we, hit, and, all, and we, hit, we had a 3-0 best bet week. Like, yeah. That's when you're feeling good about a game and you're able to hit that game, I mean, you're going to make some money. And, I mean, just remember, like, this isn't, you know, like what I've learned since we started the pod and what I'm sure you guys have too. Five games is a lot of games. You're mm-hmm. not getting five games right. Like, if you're getting five games right, that's a hell of a week. So, you know, odds are, like, to me, I kind of look at, hey, there's two I love, there's three I like, and then, you know, the other two are kind of leans that I might not play, but I do for here. 
for the sake of it. Like the Patriots was a lean, wasn't necessarily a a love it. You know, like I think we all made money with our real bets this week, right? Like I know I won, Canby won, Chet won. So yeah, usually the teaser that I give is an actual teaser that I'm putting in as as a bet in my account, assuming I can still get the the best of the number but yeah usually the best bet is something i'm definitely putting in this week i put a bet on pittsburgh uh plus one and a half and then i had a uh, bet on indianapolis and tennessee as well so and i had a teaser with san fran uh parlayed with the rams cardinals game last week so everything good week for us in general uh so Cap- uh, i mean in real life too i i got my i, I won my pick them lead for the week going 14 and two picking straight up this week so, I mean, it was a good week. Yeah, so, uh, Germany guy, if you're listening, uh, I think it's time for you to get back on the train. Um, if you still have, you know, a, a phone uh, and you still have <laughs> it's been It's been shut off. Yeah. It's been shut off. <laughs> I apologize for that. Uh, but it's your fault, not ours. Uh, okay, so, uh, you know, a couple of plays I had. Ten, uh, Cincinnati, just like you, Campbell, that, that was one of my strongest plays. Uh, that was an easy cover. You know, obviously, uh uh, Bridgewater got hurt in that game. Then Drew Locke coming in certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, I thought Drew Locke coming in the game kind of helped Denver in a way. Like it brought new life to Denver in that game. It did. Sometimes you get the backup coming off the bench. He gets a you know a nice touchdown drive, and obviously that gives him the lead. But man, I've over the years I've had a couple bets on Drew Locke, and man, that guy's won forty four percent of his starts. Uh, the guy's just a bonafide loser i I don't i don't understand that vegas denver line honestly uh that's a really shady line i I don't understand how drew lock is only a one point dog at vegas after you know obviously vegas isn't hot right now they beat a cleveland team with a bunch of backups but uh you said 44 percent 44 percent yeah that's pretty good shit he'd be in he'd be in the giants ring of honor (laughs) but uh san fran was easy uh they they were better than atlanta and every metric that i looked at uh pittsburgh pittsburgh's a a funny one because they 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 won the turnover battle in that game i think four to zip and tennessee still had a chance at the end to win that game so pittsburgh's definitely going to be a team that we're going to be fading down the stretch uh and then chicago you know they're they're done Nagy's going to get fired at the end of the year uh, but yeah, so overall, excellent week. Uh, let's carry that momentum going forward. Uh, the league changes so much on a week to week basis. And obviously with the COVID situation, you know, any plays we make today, you know, it, it could be completely different by the time Sunday comes. So a lot of these bets that we put in guys, it's probably not going to be put in until Sunday. Cause a lot of news comes out on uh, game day, uh, concerning injuries and, and COVID. So, uh, this is the best we could do right now, but. I mean, let, let's keep riding this train and see how we do. Um, who wants to go first? We're going to give it to Campbell because uh, – took- You never go first to me. You we went up. first last week. I did go first last week, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I go first half the time. <laughs> uh, Campbell, Campbell earned it. He, he, was, he was waiting for that, uh, that good week. At the, end, at the end of last week's pod, he said it was going to be him that was going to bounce back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, and he made it happen. So uh, you have the. And point. now we've all we've all had a five and zero week at one point at some point, right? Uh, I I, I, I lost the Washington game, so I didn't have one. No, no, no. But you've had one in general, haven't you? No, only you, Alex. No. Oh really? Yeah, you knew that. You, that we appreciate. Yeah, you. He, he's definitely flexing. Oh, he's definitely. That's crazy. I'm the only one. Huh. 
Uh, Would you like to go first because of that? (laughs) You know, no. uh, I mean, I thought you need me to go first because you fade my bet. (laughs) (laughs) But there's still four weeks left. There's still time for us to get a five and zero. Campbell and I were both very, very close to that. Well, I. I was going to lead in following uh, Chetty's statement about f- fading Pittsburgh for the rest of the season. Because mm-hmm. that, that's one of my games. So, I'll go for it, Camby. Lead it off. All right, so I'm going to lead off. Chetty, Chetty mentioned fading Pittsburgh for the rest of the season. So my play for this game is the Pittsburgh Steelers plus <laughs> seven and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the side I like, too. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm going to go two units on that. Okay. Um, you got Kelsey in COVID. You got Tyreek Hill in COVID. Um, don't know if they'll be getting off in time for the game. I mean, that's a big hit to the Chiefs offense. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh, they look so bad starting games, but usually turn it on later, late in the game. And I think – a seven and a half point spread, they'll be able to keep it within a touchdown. Uh, this game is more fading the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs have been on a roll lately, but um, I think this is a game where they're going to kind of tail off a little bit. So it's more fading the Chiefs than actually betting on the Steelers. But I think this is a good spot for the Steelers uh, getting seven and a half. So give me two units on them. Wow. Well, I have a confession. Let me just say this really quick. As yeah. soon as the news. Uh, Irie Hill and Travis Kelsey came out. I went on Bavada Pittsburgh plus ten. So <laughs> not like I'm against Pittsburgh. You know, I just wanted to get the best of the number. So it, it's a tough game. I, I kind of lean under in this game just based on the the players that could be out for Kansas City. Alex, is everything okay over there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of like giving feedback there. Yeah, my AirPods died. We'll be fine. Oh, there we go. It wouldn't be a Wednesday night if we were having some technical difficulties. Yeah, I, you know, I even said, I was let me make sure my AirPods are charged, but then I wanted to listen to a Marvel Vision podcast that went three and a half hours. Huh? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yeah, yeah, all right, Pittsburgh, seven and a half, plus seven and a half. Uh, you're still getting over the touchdown there, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, Casey, unextended rest. They played on Thursday night. Uh, that defense is probably going to come out and uh, try to put on a good effort, being that Kansas City might be shorthanded on offense. So we'll see. Both teams fighting for playoff positioning, uh, or in Pittsburgh's case, the playoffs in general. But uh, KC trying to hold on to that number one seed in the AFC. Alex. Well, here's how, and one other point, about it. when's the last time you saw a Kansas City Chiefs game with an over-under of 44? That's, I was just looking at that, so yeah. Ve- so Vegas is telling you this isn't going to be a Chiefs kind of game. Like, it's just not going to be, like, an up-tempo thing. Now, I think the Chiefs' defense is definitely good enough to win that game on its own. I love the way they've been playing when Chris Jones is in. They'll probably get him back, right? Because he was out last week with, with COVID. Chris Jones is going to come back, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, I would I definitely still think Chiefs can win the game, but not by a touchdown, not with, you know. I mean, the only weapon they're going to have is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then, you know, what else? I mean, geez, there's not a lot going on there. So, uh, yeah. It, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what this game closes at point spread wise. Cause I mean, if you're, you're seeing seven and a half, you're seeing, there's a seven out there as well. So that's obviously taken into account that they're expected to be without Tyree kill and, or Travis Kelsey. But yep. if that news comes official on Sunday, you might see this line go even lower. 
so I guess we'll wait and see what happens on Sunday morning. Yep. Uh, you have Pittsburgh too, Alex? Not as a play, but okay. in general, it's a lean. Okay. Well, uh, what's your first play for Week 16? My first play, Week 16, is, I just like to build the suspense, the <laughs> Cleveland Browns getting a touchdown against Green Bay. Um, This is just a case of one team needs it desperately, the other one doesn't. Uh, Cleveland's getting talent back. You're getting a lot of points. I mean, I thought it would be four or five. Maybe I mean six would have been nice. You're getting seven. I see seven and a half in some spots. I don't know. Yeah, what DK's give got se- DK's got seven and a half. I'll right take so- give me that half. Give me that hook. Give me the hook, Chet. Got it. Got it. I wasn't gonna say anything if you didn't mention it. So yeah, nice. <laughs> we'll give you that. No, one. but I, I I like it. Um, you know the Packers are winning these games. In some cases, they've been a little lucky to win these games. But um, look, Cleveland needs this desperately. They're gonna come out. They're gonna play hard. They're gonna get Baker back. Um, you know, you'll at least get a motivated best foot forward game from Cleveland. And I don't think when they come out like that, you're going to beat them, you know, by 10 comfortably, you know, maybe a backdoor cover will be needed, but I like Cleveland in the game. I like the matchup in general, you know, Denzel Ward will be able to match up against Adams. Hopefully he can slow the Packers down a little bit. Um, so taking the Browns and give me five units on that guy, five. Five units, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I definitely lean Cleveland too. We we spoke spoke about this game a little bit earlier. Uh, Cleveland uh, road road wise better in yards per play over Green Bay at home. Green Bay five point six. Cleveland is six point oh. Uh, so they're going to be in this game. I, I think this is just a huge overreaction to last week when Cleveland was putting the replacements out in the field. I think Shane Falco was the backup. He was one play away from being in the game. Lost a shit ton of money on that Sugar Bowl disaster. Yours. That's what I'm saying. So I, I feel like points, and uh, the number is going to be inflated whenever you're betting on a team like Green Bay. I think I think Green Bay could be that that trap teaser play this week. It just looks so easy to take them down to minus one or money line, you know, just to take them to win the game. I think I, I'm with you. Definitely a strong, strong lean to Cleveland. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts on that, Camby? Uh, um, I mean. I've been debating whether, I mean, I've been debating on whether to put the Packers in as my teaser. I still, I still haven't decided on that yet. Because so I think if if you're going to play the Packers, the only right move is to tease them down. Um, but I think over a touchdown, Cleveland is the right side. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Uh, well, I'll start out with one of my weaker plays. Uh, I don't feel that great about it based on what I'm hearing about. <laughs> the COVID situation with this team. Uh, but I'm going to take the LA chargers. I'm going to lay the nine and a half against Houston. Uh, just, just a two, two unit play. Uh, it's more of a fade on Houston as well. Uh, you know, they got the kickoff return for a touchdown in that game against Jacksonville. That should have been a, a field goal game. Uh, that's not going to happen against the chargers here. I know the chargers are shorthanded. I know uh, Joey Bosa is going to be playing in this game because of COVID and Eckler didn't practice today. So I know, uh, on offense and defense, the Chargers might be a little a little underhanded, but uh, they're getting the extended rest, uh, being that they played on Thursday. Uh, they need this game. You know, Houston they got a nice little win on the road uh, against a terrible Jacksonville team, but uh, I'm going to lay the nine and a half. Uh, LA probably wins this game by 17, 20 points. I think Herbert's just going to go crazy on this on this Houston secondary. Houston has a decent DVOA defense, but 
we have to look at their strength of schedule too. I mean, they they've kind of beat up on a couple of uh, injury riddled teams like the Jaguars and the Titans that one week. So I think it's just a, a little bit of an overreaction. So I'm going to lay the nine and a half. L.A. Chargers two unit play. Any thoughts? I, I like that play. I like it too because uh, you know I, I watched the Chargers a couple weeks back. They're very good at bully ball. You know they can front run really well. And this just seems like that kind of game, right? Like, they're going to play Houston. They're going to come out. They're probably going to start off hot. And, you know, I know they they don't have Eckler, which isn't great. But I, I still – I like that play a lot. I think when they face a bad team, they look so good. You get things like Brian Campbell saying Justin Herbert's going to win MVP. <laughs> you know, they, they feast on bad teams. So, I like that play a lot. This is the spot to get them. Um you guys give me nine and a half. I'm looking at. I'm seeing ten now, but it was nine and a half when I put it in. Take the nine and a half, Chet. Why not? It's crazy. All right. You, you can take the nine and a half because I have them my teaser, so I'll take it down to three and a half. If yeah. You're playing it at nine and a half. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that, that <laughs> does matter. So, all right. Uh, I do. I do like the Chargers too. Um, they were probably going to be my sixth bet. Didn't squeak into that top five, but I definitely have them in my uh, in, in my teaser. So. Okay. I definitely think that's the right side on that game. I like it. Yeah, L.A. Chargers for sure. DVOA, yards per play, uh, they're just light years better than Houston. Houston's bottom five in both categories, so this is just easy, easy bet. Uh, and I love them in a teaser like, like you're doing as well, as long as I'm getting them under the key number of three. Campbell, we're going back to you. Second, second play. All right, my second play – I'm going to go with uh, the Indianapolis Colts getting a point against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think the Cardinals, I think we've seen the Cardinals peak this season. I think they're going to start to slip away. I think the Rams are going to overtake them in that division. Uh, And I think the Colts just have an offense that could carry them far in the playoffs. Um, I think, I mean, I'm I'm big on teams that can run the ball. And Jonathan Taylor has been a men amongst boys this season. Um, and I just, this game, I, I know records dictate Cardinals should be the better team, but the way games have been, the way these teams have been playing lately, I don't see the Cardinals as the worst team in this game that should be getting, or the Colts as the worst team in this game that should be getting points. So being able to get a point there, I think the Colts are the right side on this pick. So I'm going to go uh, Indianapolis Colts plus one, for three units. Oh boy! Well, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's uh, always good. Whenever Chetty gives you the oh boy in the side, uh, I feel like we need to get some sort of sound here. Like whenever we go head to head on games, like like a siren or something. Let me see if I can find something. Hold on. Uh-huh. Yeah. A helmet crash. Yeah, <laughs> like two two trucks crashing into each other. Like a like a like an ambulance siren or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. I don't know if you can hear that. So, I so, love the head-to-head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Arizona minus one. Don't feel great about it, but <laughs> I, I feel like you're getting uh, some line value with Arizona. They came out so flat against that game against Detroit. Uh, it's it, This is kind of more of a fade on the Colts. I don't like what I saw from them uh, against New England. That game certainly could have gone either way. Uh, they came out with a nice opening touchdown drive, but then we talked about the, the punt block for a touchdown. It, just watching that game, you kind of knew that New England was the better team, and the Colts were just getting a lot of uh, bouncing of the ball going their way. We saw a couple of throws that Carson Wentz definitely should have thrown 
the, the ball was dropped by the defender. So I feel like he's not going to be able to get away with that against an Arizona defense that's just coming off of an embarrassing loss against Detroit. I mean, that's embarrassing. They were they didn't just lose by a field goal. They didn't go to overtime with the Lions. They lost by what was the final score in that game? It was like thirty to seventeen or something like that. Double digits. Oh yeah, to, no, they got pistol whipped. Yeah, it, it wasn't even. It was never never a game. Uh, nope. So that that was definitely you know a potential uh, bounce back spot for Arizona, but uh, that does concern me. You know the effort that they put up. Uh, after that game against the Rams, but they did put out a good effort in that Rams game. And if you look at the effort in the Detroit game, there was almost no effort. And I'm looking at that Colts game where they gave everything they had. They played really well on defense, really well on special teams, and a little bit more of a conservative game plan on offense. But I, I feel like you're going to get a really good effort from Arizona here and you're getting it, you know, well under a field goal. So I, I think they're going to be the more desperate team. If you look at Indy's schedule, I mean, they could afford to lose this game as long as they win their final two games. And if you look at their last two games, I mean, they're going up against Jacksonville in the last week of the season. And then I'm looking at the second to last week. Who does Indy play? They play uh, the Raiders uh, at home. So I think they're looking at this game. It's an NFC opponent road. Um, They don't get the advantage of extended rest because they played last Saturday. So uh, they don't get extended rest. I'm going to take Arizona minus one. I'm going to put uh, five units on the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, a nice one. Nice little fiver. I like, the, I like that little eight-unit swing in my favor coming. <laughs> you, know, the, uh, I, you know, I don't bet games like this. The two good teams that are basically a pick I stay away from that because, you know, you're, both of you, I would say, it's a bounce of a ball, right? Like, there's going to be some play that's going to swing one way or another. Um, I think both teams are going to show up. But when I see just a good football game between two good teams, not your boy. I, I stay far away. I'm surprised you both are using this as one of your plays. Yeah, this game just jumped out to me, honestly. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just an over, overreaction of two things. The Colts beating the Patriots. For the Patriots had to lose a game at some point. They'd covered seven straight games up to that point. And the Cardinals losing to Detroit. So I think it's more of like a value play. It's like a play the stock market it's like a buy low spot on arizona and arizona's not going to lose out uh you know they they were 10 and 2 for a reason at one point um so i, I don't think they're going to win the super bowl now obviously there's some glaring holes in that team with the injury situation with deandre hopkins but if there's ever going to be like a rally of the troops game i think it's going to be this uh, and it does concern me carson wentz going up against that arizona defense I think they're just going to have a bounce-back spot, but I guess we'll wait and see. I like it. I mean, a game I'll watch, not, not a game I would bet. You know, it's my only uh, – you know, there's there's other great ones out there, which I'll get to in a second. Well, give us your second great one, Alex, because you are on the clock. Second game, team I've been riding for a while here, and I'm just going to keep riding the waves. I'm going to gonna take the Rams here, going to lay the three. Um you know, I think they had their panic moment like last Friday, you know, like when it seemed like in a, in a big division game, the whole team was getting COVID. It seemed like it, the walls were caving in on them and they weathered the storm. And, you know, look, the league cut them a huge favor, a big favor by delaying that game Tuesday. But, you know, the league did it. They won the game. And now the Rams can just sort of reset a little bit. You know, Minnesota, you know. 
they're playing at one o'clock, so you know Cousins is going to play well. But uh, you know, I, I like the Rams so much better talent wise. I like them better. Co- uh, maybe not. I like them better scheme wise. I'll say because I like Zimmer. But um, you know, I like the Rams in this game. You're just laying a field goal. Um, DK's actually got a two and a half. So. Two and a half. Well, he's up. See, yeah, that's the one I needed at. Then, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I like the Rams in this game. I like the Rams. I like the Cowboys, and I like I like the top teams in each conference starting to click it into gear and look the way they looked early in the year. Now it's mid December. You know, it's pedal to the metal time. This is a you know Vikings are a playoff type team, and like I said, just, I think the Rams can exhale a little bit because I think they were really tense going in that game last night. And I think, you know, I think you're going to see them play a little bit looser. I think you'll see them play well. Yeah, I know it's scary to say, but, you know, Odell's fitting in really well into that Robert Woods spot. And, you know, I just like uh, – I like the matchup. What do you guys think of that game? Oh, and I'm uh, doing uh, another five units on it. Wow. Five units on the Rams will give you the two and a half. Yep. Um. Uh, this is a tough game. This is one just an easy stay away for me. If I if I had a gun to my head, I I would either take the points of Minnesota or or pass. Like I, I I just can't take the Rams in this spot. Going off like a pretty big divisional win against Seattle, who was they were playing scrappy the past few weeks, but the level of competition was was pretty bad. Uh, so I just I don't have a good read on this Rams team right now. I think the the win against Arizona was good, but we don't really know what to think of Arizona now. So I, I don't know what to think of the Rams at this point. Um, uh, it's either Minnesota or pass just because Minnesota definitely has something to play for too. And I, I don't think the Rams should be a three-point favorite in this game. I think it should be closer to closer to a pick. But um, Minnesota or pass. Campbell, any thoughts? I know, I'm, no, I'm staying away from this game too. Um, for me – under three, I think my lean would be to the Rams. Um, I, think that, I mean, they see Arizona sliding. They see that they see the division is theirs to, to win. So I think they're like Alex said, they're going to go pedal to the metal. But something about Stafford has not been right the last couple of weeks. Just going to say that. I... So, I mean, it's almost ever since the Robert Woods injury. Like Stafford has kind of fallen back into some sort of funk and the offense has not been as as cohe- like cohesive as it should be and as it has been um so that's what worries me on the rams there but yeah uh, i still think they're a better team than the vikings i still think they should win the game by at least a field goal yeah it's going to it's going to be tight it's going to be i wouldn't be surprised if the rams win by a field goal i wouldn't be surprised if the vikings win by a field goal. right one of those games, yeah. right? So, <clears throat> in that case, easy, easy pass for me. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, so it's my my turn or your turn, Campbell. Either way, <clears throat> yeah, because you went opposite, Campbell. We're on pick three now. All right, going to you, Campbell. All right, so well, talking about coin flip games, I'm going to go to the game that is a pick on the board, and I'm going to go with my hometown New York Jets in a pick oh. them against the Jaguars. Wow. Oh, I think, put a lot of units on that. Oh, I am. Uh, oh, good. I'm, I'm oh, going, goody. I'm going five <laughs> units on the Jets. Oh, man, that takes balls. Can we get a sound clip of that? Just I'm putting five units on the Jets. Just for five future units reference. on the Jets. <laughs> kind of like a 
I like Jacksonville. Wasn't that a sound clip last week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is and the game. Say, I mean, Campbell it's the game of the week. It's the game of the week. Jaguars, Jets, like <laughs> two teams with everything to play for. True. And I'm just – I'm going based off basically like how I feel like teams have been playing. And I feel like the Jets have been showing some heart. They played the Dolphins tough last week. And I think – I mean, I think the Jags are just – in Alex's words, a corpse. Say it. Yes. It's a corpse. Totally done with the season. Just trying to get on to next season to get away from the circus that was the Urban Meyer tenure. Mm-hmm. And I think the Jets are going to win this game easily. I mean, well, I, th- I think it should at least be a field goal spread. But just in a straight pick on the Jets are going to win this game 100%. Does this, look, does this line not look shady to you? I mean, just look at it from last week's perspective. The Jets, you know, they, they took the Dolphins down to the wire, the, a hot Dolphins team that is, that's won, what, seven, uh, six or seven straight games, and they were coming off the bye week, and you know, that, that was a game going into the fourth quarter, a seven-point game. And then you look at Jacksonville, who lost to, you know, a horrible Houston team outright as a favorite, and it's a pick em? I, I feel like they're begging people to take the Jets here. It's either – I have a very strong lean to Jacksonville. I'm not going to play this game, uh, but it's either Jacksonville or pass, uh, or pass just based on how shady this line is. I don't, I don't understand it. Alex, do you have any thought on this game? Oh, fuck. I, uh, sorry. Earmuffs, everyone. <laughs> the, uh, you know, look, it's Jaguars-Jets. Both teams don't have a head coach this week, right? Because Saylor got uh, right. COVID, Urban got fired. Um. You know the the small thing that I that I love in games like this and it's fun is that you get the number one pick against the number two pick in both rookies and I think that'll matter to both of them a little bit because you know players look at things like that but you know you want to trust Wilson like whoever gets a ten point lead in this game is going to win the game but um you know I can't bet on the Jets can't bet on the Jaguars. You know, Trevor Lawrence looks really bad. You know, I know in New York we pay attention to our crappy quarterbacks, but Lawrence looks awful. Like, he yeah. just makes bad decisions and stares He's guys bad. down. I mean, he looks he, really bad. He might be a bust. Imagine that. Poor Jacksonville. He's so, getting worse. Here goes on. But I, yeah. I did catch a little bit of that Jacksonville game just because I was interested in, you know, we were talking about it earlier last week. And, man, there were a lot of dropped passes by his wide receivers in that game. Yeah. I mean, I, he's not playing great, but his his skill position players on offense are not helping him at all. I mean, he, he doesn't have the talent around him. He doesn't have the coaching staff. His, his defense, uh, horrible. They, they play, obviously, better than the offense to at least keep him in some games. But, man, uh, I just – The one thing I did like about the Jaguars last week since they got rid of Meyer is they started to feed James Robinson the ball more. And he's obviously – the only decent player on that offense. Um, the fact that they went like four weeks giving him like two carries a game was criminal. So I have a, I have a a fun what if for you, or a fun hypothetical for you. You ready? Yep. Okay. Okay. If you're a, so we know the jobs that are going to be open next year. Are the Jaguars a more or less attractive job than the Chicago Bears? Uh, Both jobs uh, going to be open. You get Trevor Lawrence with the Jags, Justin Fields on the Bears. Which one's more attractive? 
I would say less. I mean, I think less they, too. I think the Bears. Isn't that crazy? Bears, Bears got at least some semblance of a defense. Yeah. Right. But it's right. Just, it's so funny because in, you know, last February, every coach in America wanted the Jaguar job. Because you get you get Trevor, you get tied at the hip, and you have you have job security for fifteen years. Now it's like, well, you know what? Maybe the Fields guy might be the play. You know, I mean, it's just it's funny how things change. But you know, I, I, when the coaching search comes, will the Jags get their pick of the litter the way they could have last year when they blew it on Urban Meyer? Well, I, I think it's it's Chicago, and I don't think it's even close for one reason: Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be back with Green Bay next year. The Vikings aren't some world beater. Detroit is Detroit. I mean, they they won a few games, great, but that division. Where's Aaron Rodgers going? That well, division that, that would be a blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, well, that's true, but I think that division is going to be a lot more winnable as opposed to um, you know the AFC South, where you have you know Tennessee, Indy, all, all contenders. So it, I think it's definitely Chicago. Yeah, crazy times, ain't it? Yeah. Um. All right. My turn, right? Yours are mine. It don't matter. Yeah. But you have uh, five units on the Jets, right, Campbell? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to go to uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Uh, I wanted to get the best of the number here. I'm going to play the total in this game. Uh, it opened at 48 and a half, and that was before the news about uh, Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette came out. Uh, so I wasn't able to get uh, that number on uh, Bavada. But I still like the under in this game a lot. Uh, there's a nice trend that I like with divisional road favorites at a certain number. If they're a certain favorite or above, the the total tends to strong strongly lean to the under. So I'm going to take uh, under 44 uh, in the Tampa Bay Carolina game. You look at Carolina, uh, one of the worst teams in the league at this point, basically putting out a quarterback. Uh, is it going to be Sam Darnold or Cam Newton? The fact that they have to put more than one quarterback. Old, Obviously, tells me that they don't have any quarterbacks. That, that I could, thought I just read it was they announced Cam Newton. Yeah, but I heard they're gonna like sprinkle in Sam Darnold with some plays. He's gonna yeah. for the game. It's like what? What are they doing? So, and obviously, you look at Tampa's situation with the injury uh, injuries that they have on on offense. With uh, Godwin out for the year, Leonard Fournette's gonna miss a few weeks, and then Mike Evans has the hamstring issue. He might play. He might not play. So I think you combine those two factors. I think the under is is a clear play. It might be a little square. And I would have loved to get that 48-and-a-half number, but it's shot down to 44. I, I bought it up to 44-and-a-half just to get through that key number of 44. But love the under and the Tim Bay Carolina game. I, I do think Brady is going to be a little determined to score, obviously, more than he did last week, which is a big goose egg. But uh, you can only do so much on offense if you don't have the weapons out there. So uh, I think they're going to see a lot of Ronald Jones in this game. Uh, I'm not sure if Le'Veon Bell is going to be active for the game, but uh, I think you're going to see a heavy dosage of Ronald Jones. So if you like your prop bets, you know, there could be another Tony Pollard right there for you, Alex. No, I'm never doing that. <laughs> no, I've got to be got to be the worst L I've hooked all year. <laughs> so close. Uh, all right, I'm going to put five units on the under 44. That's, a, that's an interesting, interesting play, you know. The uh... – because, you know, Evans is hurt too, isn't he? Yeah, Evans has a hamstring injury. No Evans, no Godwin, no Fournette. Yeah. Now, Antonio Brown, I believe, might be back for this game. But, you know, it's going to be his first game playing in over a month. So well, he's, could... he's used to that. Yeah. And I don't think there's <laughs> a 
not, at this point in his career, he's not a number one receiver anymore. He's a solid number three. He needs those big guys on the outside. Then you have him in the slot. But now you don't have those guys on the outside. So I, I don't see, see him having a big impact in this game. Antonio and Le'Veon back together again. Look at that. The Pittsburgh Bucks. Good to see him. Um, you play at all, guys? I think that I think that offense is going to be hard to come by in this game. I think that this game is underwritten all over it too. I don't have. I'm not. I mean, I don't. I try to stay away from totals. I'm not a good totals player. Um, I don't have a lean one way or the other on the side in this game. But I think that it's going to be a very low scoring game. I think Tampa's defense is going to be able to shut down Cam Newton easily. But I mean. You look at Tampa's offense now, and like you said, where where the, where are their points coming from? Right. So I think I think the under is the right side on this one. Can't you can't lay ten with Tampa in this spot, but you can't take ten with Carolina either, based on what right. field. So I feel like the the total has to be uh, the natural play in this game. Uh, I don't even feel comfortable teasing either way in this game. I don't feel comfortable teasing Tampa down based on the cluster injuries they have, and then Carolina is been horrific for the past month so uh alex any thoughts on this game or we're gonna take it to your next play uh, i think brady's just gonna find a way with gonk and ab to put up numbers i think i think the bucks are gonna have a big game i think they're gonna turn that team over you know the bucks defense isn't hurt right so i think the bucks are gonna have a big effort um and the Panthers just seem to always navigate their way to 17 or 20 points. And I, I think they're – I just I, – you know, when Brady gets embarrassed the next week, you just never do anything that would go against them. So I feel like I would actually lean over a 44 since it's so low. Really? Yeah, just, you know, know the player, right? I mean, would it surprise anyone if it just winds up, you know, a 31-17 snoozer? So – yeah, I mean, I'm not betting it. So, you know, totals are never my jam anyway. But I do think Brady's going to find a way to, like, have one of those games where you're like, damn, okay. That's normally how he follows up clunkers. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans is just one of those teams that have had his number since he's joined. They're the new Dolphins. Yeah, they're the new – remember, like, when once a year the Pats would go at Miami and Brady would just be awful? Yep. Yeah, they, they, you know. Every team's got one. Yeah. All right. So we got you uh, just with a with a lean on that game. No play. So let's get your uh, third official play. Week sixteen. Third official play. Wait, haven't I done three already? No. Oh, well, that's exciting. Uh, third official play. God help me, guys. God help me. Buckle up with what I'm about to tell you. I think I know what you're gonna say. We're gonna go five units. We're going to take the New York Football Giants. And we're going. What? We're going to take the New York Football Giants. And we're going to take them. <laughs> take the 10. I want all 10. No nine and a half bullshit. But I will take all 10 points and go with what I believed in and what I still believe in. In an emotion driven sport, I won this game three weeks ago. I think the Giants will lose. I think the Giants will play their ass off. I think they will play so hard. To ruin what the Eagles got going right now. This is the last time I think you can that the Giants will have a pulse all year. But 
I'm telling you, and I, I mean it. It's like just what happened a few weeks back. Whatever game they got, they're going to give you on Sunday. They want to beat the Eagles. Eagles on a short rest. Eagles really aren't that good to be laying 10 against anyone. The Giants play them all the time. The Giants did really well at taking Devonta Smith and Goddard out of that game a few weeks back. You know, defensively, they haven't lost anyone since then. Um, I like the Giants. I need all 10. I think they're going to lose. But I think you're going to get a great effort. And I think taking plus 10 is the move. I'm so sorry, everyone. Wow. How many units? Seven. What? Seven. I believe in them. Uh, I believe in them. I'm just calculating. Uh, Alex is still in seven units. I'm like, I'm next one. Yeah, seven. Like, I'm not. It's an emotion-driven sport. They want to beat the Eagles. So let's see. Rams, five. Giants, seven. That's minus 12. And then plus five with the Browns. All right. So you'll, you'll be down seven units this year. All right. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's see, man. Wh- the Giants. Wh- I, I I don't have an opinion on this game. Uh, I, I I think uh, Philly. Hi. Hey, we hear you, Alex. We hear you. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't feel good about laying this number Hello? with Philly. Yes, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. here we go. All right. Well, I'm just gonna say that I don't, <laughs> I don't feel good about. Laying this number with Philly, but I do like Philly in a teaser. I mean, uh, I think it was impressive what they did against Washington, you know, getting down 10 nothing, and then kind of, you know, grinding back and winning that game pretty handedly. So I, I like Philly in a teaser. I- I'm going to have them in a teaser as long as, as long as I can get them at two and a half. Uh, but there's no way, no way I could take the Giants, Giants in the spot, even if it's, you know, Jake Fromm or whoever the heck they're putting out a quarterback. So uh, just a lean to Philly, but, but no, uh, no play on my end. Campbell. Fade the Giants. They are a corpse. <laughs> no, a not corpse. this week. Not this week. Can you hear me, by the way? <laughs> yes, we can hear you. I'm, I'm t- listen, this is that. Listen, emotion-driven sport. The John, like I said, the same thing applies. When an NFL team has to be has to sit nine months on their fucking ass because another team did what the Eagles did last year, they want to beat the Eagles. The Eagles won very short west. There's a chance the Eagles take it for granted. Back-to-back home games, which I believe is a huge red flag in terms of letdown games, isn't it? Betting-wise? Uh, no. I think the second home game of a back-to-back is normally when teams let down a little bit. Um, mm. And I just think Giants are going to be up for the game. I do. I, I think this is – you're going to get a good effort, you know. Good for two first-half turnovers. The Giants are just going to run the ball the whole time. And they've matched up really well a couple weeks back. You all laughed at me a few weeks back when I said Giants would win outright. You can laugh at me now when I say they're going to cover the 10. Give me the Giants. Well, I will say this. If you look at that game with the Cowboys and the Giants last week, the Cowboys won that turnover battle 4-0 to zip. No, 4-1, to one, I believe. I think the Giants had a fumble recovery. Uh, and the Cowboys only won that game by, what was the final score? 21-6, to six, I think it was. So I think, but and Giants it, had the ball threatening a threatening a backdoor. They did, but I, I feel like that was more indicative of the Cowboys' offensive issues as opposed to the Giants being a good team and staying in it. I I have to fade the Giants at this point. I'm going to be fading the Cowboys too. But man, there's I think Philly they have all the motivation in the world to you know come out and play well in this game, being that they have to stay in contention with 
Minnesota and New Orleans for that wild card spot. So I feel like I I can't put any money on Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon. They just they don't have. This is also this is also the healthiest the Giants have been all year. They did outside look, of quarterback. Did lose Sterling Shepard to torn Achilles last week. I don't know how much of an impact that has, but uh, nothing. They're yeah. getting Tony back with Galladay, Slayton on the outside. I like the Giants this week. Yeah, but who's then you fade them the rest of the season? Yeah, but, well, it is a big number, but I can't back the Giants in this. I think Philly's a good teaser again. It is a short week, but um, yeah, the, the Giants—they did play hard in that game against the Cowboys, so I, I think the Giants are kind of due for a letdown spot here, and that's shown by the projected total in this game too. It's at forty and a half. Uh, I'm afraid the Giants just can't score. They can't put up enough points. They they could play the best defense in the world, but they can't put up any points. And uh, I don't see how they're going to be able to cover this game. Campbell? Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I want to go back to real quick to um, my Jets, my Jets pick over the Jaguars. Cause I just, I'm reading a tweet from a Jaguars beat writer and it says the Gator bowl is about to replace a Texas A&M team that beat Alabama with a five and seven Rutgers team that hasn't practiced in a month. And it still won't be the worst football the Jacksonville region has seen this year. <laughs> is that official? Take the Jets. Um, Wake, Wake Forest posted a minute ago that Rutgers is going to be their opponent. Oh, hey, I told you. Wow. Chop, baby. <clears throat> you can't bet it in Jersey. Look at that. Let's go. Hey, so am, I going to my, <laughs> am I going to my fourth pick? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so my, for my fourth pick, I am going to take... Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Oh, it's oh, a horrible pick. Oh, I can't wait for this. That's my best bet. <laughs> Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos plus one against the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. And wow. I hate the Broncos, but the Raiders look so bad. And oh. yes, and the Broncos are going to put it to them. Hey, put Drew your Locke, units where you. Put your Dude. units where your mouth are. Son. How much do you want me to put on this, Alex? Ten. 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 No, ten, ten's going to my best <laughs> No, <bet>. he says. <laughs> You're putting ten on this one, Alex? Oh. I'll give you seven on it. Oh, my God. I'm gonna... Ooh, 17, hey. 17 units swing I'm going to get. This is Denver great. Broncos plus one this week. How could you possibly... Like the Broncos, they are pretty. The only reason the Broncos are in games is because Teddy Bridgewater plays. Please, God, don't turn it over football. Drew Locke does not do that. He's gonna throw the Raiders the ball. I'm so Drew Locke opens up that offense so much. I mean, you saw it when he opens up the. You don't want to open up the offense with a mistake-prone quarterback. It's a bad thing. The line is shady. I mean, pick them. You know, I, I don't. So, this is an easy stay away game for me. I think if you, I think if you tease this game either way, it's probably going to hit. It's one of those games. It's going to be really. I fun. love the Raiders at home. Okay. Ten units, best bet. Ten units. Got best say bet. It. I love the Raiders. Say it. What's up? Say it. Ten. Ten. There you go. I do. Ten units on this game. I love the Raiders. Love the spot. They should be four-point favorites in this game, if not five. 
What? Gulak is off. Yeah, I'm telling you, Gulak stinks. He stinks. He does. He's gonna t- it's a road game. Vegas is going to be home. I think you're going to get a decent effort out of him. I have no clue why this game is a pick em. Or It's not a pick em. I'm laying one, you said, Camby? Yeah. Yep. Okay, laying one. Not going to matter. Raiders. Not gonna, it's not going to matter because I could take this money line and win this game. And I think and I think Waller's coming back. I think this is a big game for playoff contention. Uh, it is. Broncos yeah. need this game. The Vegas needs this game. Obviously, uh, both teams are seven and seven, right? <laughs> Silence falls over <laughs> the land. <laughs> hey. um, yeah, sorry, yeah, both teams are seven and seven. So glad we. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yes, teams, it's like we're third graders just waiting for the other guy to get it wrong <laughs> both teams are seven and seven okay all right so, so something's got to give not just with the game but with your with your picks here so either alex is going to be down 10 or campbell's going to be down seven so <laughs> i mean in the game i mean I, just the way the broncos play the broncos play grinded out football and the games they win is because teddy doesn't turn it over and he just converts every third and six you can convert you take that away and you put in a mistake-prone guy, that's really – I mean, you, you basically just kill their entire identity as a team. But is the thirty is the 31st-ranked defense going to be the team that's going to be getting these turnovers? Yeah. I mean, that's what the Raiders are. Dude, I can't take advantage of that. I mean, we'll see, right? Like, we'll see. But, I mean, you know, just feels like a game the Raiders are going to win. Time will tell. That's the thing about time. I mean, in fairness to, you know, looking at the, the Denver side here, prior to that game against Cleveland, which the Raiders had to eke out against a bunch of backups, you know, the Raiders only won, you know, one game out of their last six. So they, they lost five out of six. That one win was against Dallas on Thanksgiving. Uh, and <laughs> someone said that, that uh, officiating in that game kind of, turn the tide in that game so the Raiders well, officiating has been awful all year but, you know. it really has but you know look at Raiders it losses to the Giants the Chiefs uh Cincinnati uh Washington Kansas City again and they squeaked by Cleveland with a bunch of back with a bunch of backups so I it's not like the Raiders are, are back or anything like that so I definitely understand the, the Denver side here but um but I think there's something to a team like when they got that little lucky like they got the Browns in a lucky spot now they can look at the Broncos and say, oh, we're playing their backup quarterback at home. We can get back in this thing. And I think you're going to get a really nice effort out of them this week, if only for that, right? Because it's almost like they thought their season was done. And now out of nowhere, it's like, wait a minute, we can make a push here. We just, you know, things broke our way in December. Let's, let's play a good game. Yeah. I mean, I think you could say the same thing about Denver. Oh, we're, look, how, look how Las Vegas just played against the Browns. Like, we could, we could beat them even with our backups in the game. Yeah, I think it's an easy pass for me just because I, I, I can't bet on Drew Locke, and the, the line is too shady to take the Raiders in this spot. So, I mean, if I – team units on one game. See you yep. later, Camby. We tend I to talk mean... bad teams once a week. We talked about the, the... – <laughs> Well, now, the... hey, these are 500 teams. That's not bad. Your, your record says you are. They're average. That's true. That's true. All right, I'm going go to uh, I'm gonna go to my fourth uh, bet of the week. I'm going to go to Buffalo at New England. And this is a perfect revenge spot for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Patriots, 
uh, they're going to get a little bit extended rest, right? When did they play last? Did they play? No, they played on Saturday. They played Saturday. Yeah, they get a day. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo plus two and a half. They're going to win the game outright. I'm going to put just a three-unit play on Buffalo. But uh, I think it's just typical revenge factor. I think uh, Buffalo is going to make this this game a little bit closer in the divisional standings. The New England is 9-5. and five. Buffalo is 8-6. and six. Uh, I liked what I saw at a Buffalo last week, albeit it was against Carolina. I liked how they they didn't let up at the end of the game. They kind of put a tomb at the end to get that cover. Uh, so I like that they're kind of getting back to their old ways that they were doing at the beginning of the year where they were just dominating teams. Although, you know, a lot of teams they dominated were of the, the lower uh, totem pole of the league when it, when it comes to talent. But uh, you look at that first game between Buffalo and New England and how much the wind was a factor in that game. I think Buffalo definitely wins that game, if not for the for the weather factor. So you look at some of the issues the Patriots are having this week uh, with COVID. Uh, a lot of players are on the COVID list right now. Uh, I think Cole Beasley's on the, the COVID list too. So he's yeah, be- Cole, yeah, Cole Beasley's on it, and he's not being on back, so he's not going to be able to come off it. Yeah, he wasn't a big part of their offense this, this year anyway, so I'm, I don't think it's going to have too much of an impact. The line even moved after that news came out. So uh, even with that being said, I think uh, Buffalo is going to win this game. Uh, look at the line. I mean, New England was the hottest team in the league before last week, and now they're only laying two, two and a half against Buffalo. I think this is a great spot for Buffalo here. Uh, Josh Allen's going to go into New England for the second year in a row and get the outright win. And the Bills are going to win the AFC East. And uh, that's all I got to say about this game. You guys have any thoughts or uh, opinions on this game? I, I, I like where your head's at. It was such a fake game, you know, a few weeks back. I mean, it was just such fugazi nonsense. Like, you know, 60 mile an hour wins, and the Bills can't run the ball a lick, right? So you're just like on a tee for the Patriots to win that game. Um, I like it. Not gonna, not gonna be where I go with my fifth one, but I, I'm totally with you on the lean. At least, I think the Bills are winning this game too. And I like I, Singletary. They they ran the ball with Devin Singletary last week, and he looked pretty good. So I, maybe they'll try to run the ball a little bit more this week. I, I agree with you about the first game being Fugazi, but I disagree with how I think this game is going to go. I think this game is going to be Patriots all day. I think. I mean, I've, I've been saying all year how one-dimensional Buffalo is. And now, take away Cole Beasley. Emmanuel Sanders still isn't coming back. Patriots, all, I mean, all Patriots do is take down your number one option. So, they're going to be on Stephon Diggs all day. And who's that leave on the Buffalo offense? Knox? Like, Josh Allen can't do it all by himself. So, I think this game, I mean, with all that's going on, uh so many losses on that Bills offense. I mean, this is falling right into the Patriots' lap again, I think. Ooh, is this your best bet, Campbell? No, I do not have a play on this game. <laughs> Darn it. You, the way you were talking about it, I thought it was going to be your, be your best bet. We we're going to go head-to-head again. Nope. <laughs> nope. It had me go. Okay. All right. So you leave with New England. Gotcha. All right. Uh, all right. So we got four from all of us. So we're going to go back to you, Campbell, and we're going to get your best bet. My 10-unit best bet. I'm going, my ten. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half against the Baltimore Ooh. Ravens. Wow, scary, scary hours, scary hours there. 
Oh, it's going to happen. Don't you worry. <laughs> Follow through. Give me the reason. What's the logic? The logic is the Bengals are a better team right now. That's fair. Um, I think that, I mean, Bengals, they're going to be able to hold off the Ravens and win the AFC North um, on this one. Uh, I don't know what Lamar Jackson's status is for this week. Uh-huh. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Did not practice I, today, but he never practices on Wednesday. Um, Ravens also have a lot of injuries to their offensive line, and I think, um, I think uh, the Bengals' defense is going to be able to shut them down. Um, I know. I, I mean, I think their performance against the Packers was kind of fraudulent a little bit. Um, this is going to be a Bengals. This is going to be a Bengals win all day. Okay. Uh, no real. <laughs> I love the sign. The okay. I love the, the Bengals. Right, here's a good stat: the Bengals are 13 and three against the spread in their last 16 Week 16 contests. No, well that matters. <laughs> well, the the uh, the uh, I, mean, I mean, I'll say this. Listen, I remember that the coming out party for the Bengals they was when they beat the living shit out of the Ravens when the Ravens were completely healthy earlier in the year. I mean, the Bengals killed them. That is true. Which was so surprising. They were big, but you know, and now they're favorites. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, they're what getting... do you think, Chet? I think uh, I don't think Cincinnati <laughs> deserves our money in this game. They've done this all yeah, year. Fair. They get a big win, and then the next week they shit the bed. You know, they've done it numerous times this year, and we've won some money. I feel like. I, this is like a wait-and-see approach with them. They've been so up and down this year. I, I don't know what I'm going to get from Cincinnati because they've been so inconsistent. Uh, I think it's really impressive what Baltimore has done this year with all the injuries they've had. Uh, I think it's been a tremendous coaching job. Uh, the fact that they're still 8-6 and six at this point. Uh, they may not make the playoffs, but I mean, I think what they've done. Uh, I think the line is a little shady here. I don't know why. Uh, you're not like, laying three with Cincinnati here. Are there any threes out there? I'm looking at it right now. Um, there uh, is. I, I mean, I have DK up. DK's yeah. got two and a half. There are threes. There are a bunch of threes out there too. So I think that's probably with the Lamar Jackson news that came out. So um, if it gets to three and a half, then you know I'd probably you know lean to Cincinnati, not making a bet, but just just a, just a lean that they're probably going to win the game. But right now, I just it's either Baltimore. Or pass if it gets a three and a half i consider taking baltimore but uh one thing that concerns me also is baltimore played their hearts out last week against green bay i mean maximal effort they wanted that game so bad you know you you go for the two-point conversion at the end you don't get it what an emotional loss at the end you know so uh tough 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 game to handicap but it's baltimore pass for me alex if lamar plays i would like the Ravens here just for a little bit of revenge off the earlier game. Um, but it's a tough division game, you know, and the, the Ravens need it. The Bengals need it. Um, you know, all things being equal. It's one of those times where you think are the Bengals ready for this game, like as a team, like, because if they win this game, you got to start thinking, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're a playoff team. Um, probably wouldn't bet either way. You know, like when I saw the the card, that game to me seemed like one of the hardest plays of the week. Definitely. Um, so I'm, I'm not 
Campbell. Yeah, like a best bet ten unit. Like you're so convinced that the Bengals are going to win is impressive, convinced. but I'm 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 nowhere on that game. Yeah, so you know, hey, just just play as your convinced field. as I am about the Broncos. Well, you're completely wrong on that. That's fine. I mean, if you look at Baltimore's remaining schedule, it, it is not going to be an easy road to the playoffs. So if if they they're going to have any chance, they have to win this game. They obviously play at Cincinnati this week. Then next week they have the Rams, and then they end against Pittsburgh, and they're probably going to have something to play for at that point too. So not an easy stretch for, for Baltimore. So they're in a must-win situation here. But I mean, Cincinnati, Cincinnati wins this game. They got a one-game lead with two to play against the Ravens and have both head-to-head matchups against them. Like, this could be a division clincher for the Bengals right here. Oh, yeah. But do you trust them? Like do they- I do. Okay. Uh, with that being said, I think Cincinnati is a perfect team to fade in the playoffs. They, I don't think any other team screams one and done than Cincinnati. Maybe Dallas, but I think Cincinnati is that team. <laughs> you know? well, let's wait to see if the Raiders make it. Yeah, and look at Cincinnati's remaining schedule. You know, they play Kansas City next week, and then they play Cleveland, who might have something to play for, maybe. But tough road for both these teams. But I agree, Campbell. If Cincinnati gets by uh, Baltimore this week, the division is probably going to be theirs, but uh, something tells me that that division is going to come down to the last week of the season. I don't know why. It's kind of been that way all year with these teams, huh? Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. Tough game. Wow. Best bet. Cincinnati. Best bet. I thought it was the hardest game on the card. Yeah, he took Cincinnati last week. He's riding that that uh, that Cincinnati train. Okay. There you go. Let's go to Alex. Best bet. I all right. Well, I did my best bet already. But this will be oh, that's right. an eight-unit play, eight units. And I hate doing it because it's the team I normally like to bet on. And it's the second time I'm going to be on the downside of a big spread. But I really like Washington this Sunday to cover that. Well, what is it, 11, I, th- I think I see here? Uh, it's kind ten of and a, uh, ten and a half, I think. Yeah. No, there isn't 11. DraftKings is 10.5. I mean, 11 is not a key number. So 10.5. Yeah, ten and a half is fine. So the, uh, yeah, I like Washington in the game. Uh, not in the game, not to win, but I like them with with such a huge spread. Um, you know, Dallas. You know, through everything going on, Dallas's offense not looking good. I mean, I think Dak is hurt or something's going on because you know he's just been off. Um, I think Washington's getting Heineke back. You know, Washington matches up relatively well with the Cowboys. These games are normally pretty close. NBC and the NFL think it's going to be close. That's why it's on prime time. So, I will take Washington plus 10.5 in this game. Um, eight units. Not my best bet. That's the Raiders. But Washington Alex, in the game. What are your thoughts, Chet? Mr. Alex, Cowboy, what do you think? Washington football team money line. Money line. Whoa! Dallas is going to lose. Is that your best bet? No, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I don't have that much. You're like a money line, it's not plus ten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, the cow. In fairness, the Cowboys won three straight road games, and for most fans, you would be okay with that. You'd be pretty, pretty damn happy. But look at the level of competition. I mean, they played New Orleans when they were depleted. They didn't have Kamara in that game. Um, they had some injuries on the offensive line too, and the Cowboys. They've been getting so many turnovers. They've been getting like four, three, four turnovers a game, and they're only winning by you know either single margins or double digit margins, barely. You know, twenty-one to six. It's obviously the the lack of uh, offensive production that's 
very concerning. You know, the Giants, they, they won that turnover battle four to one. The only win by, you know, 15 points with the Giants, you know, being able to backdoor at the end there. So you can't get away with that against good teams. And Washington is not a good team. But if they get Heineke back, you, you have the revenge factor too. These teams just played two weeks ago. Way too many points. Like the Cowboys do not deserve to be laying ten and a half against anybody right now. Uh, they just are not putting up the offensive production. And uh, now Washington, Jonathan Allen had a really good game last last night. Did you see that sack where he kind of took down Hurts as he was getting held? Well, yeah, and you know, and I'll tell you this, and I don't know if he's playing or not this Sunday, but I mean, when Tyrone Smith doesn't play, your backup left tackle made Lorenzo Carter look like Lawrence Taylor. So. Oh, yeah. No, Tyron's not going to play this game. They're probably going to hold him out until the Arizona game. So uh, there could Ooh. be an impact there for Washington. And they have uh, Montez Sweatback as well. So uh, I love Washington in this spot. Just a very, very strong lean. I, 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 I'm not going to have a play in this game, but I, I definitely uh, agree with you. Campbell, any thoughts? Um, I mean, Washington's kind of on my shit list right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> with Garrett <laughs> Right. I mean, if let's be honest, if Garrett Gilbert's not playing in that game, you know, they probably probably have a shot to backdoor uh, that game at the end. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have a lean one way or the other on this game. I think the spread's kind of where it should be on this one. Um, I, mean, I think Dallas is just a better team overall. And I think that Dak's going to start to get things clicking again soon. I don't know, man. Uh, they can't get that running game going. He's been horrible on third down. The Cowboys are plus 12 in turnover differential. That's second in the league. Uh, and then you look at Washington, who is minus five. So eventually you're not going to be able to get four turnovers every game. Eventually your defense is going to either have a bad day at the office or they're not going to get those random turnovers. And this is going to be a close game. I, I think Washington is a live dog here. I really do. I think they could win this game. And if you look at the look-ahead line, although you know we don't put a lot of uh, merit into that, uh, into that point spread for the, for the next week, but Cowboys are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Arizona next week in Dallas. So either that they're, they're thinking Arizona is going to win or Dallas is going to lay another egg. So, uh Dallas could be looking ahead to Arizona as well. It's a big game. Did you hear Mike McCarthy after uh, the win against the Giants in the locker room? He's like, we're going for that number one seed. Now, not we're going for the NFC East. We're, we're going for the number one seed. You, you need to win these games first. It doesn't matter. Like, you're not in control of anything. Green Bay has to lose another game, and we don't know if that's going to happen. So I think the Cowboys are going to come into this game a little bit fat and sassy, a little bit overconfident. Washington, the only concern is Washington's season is pretty much over. But Washington, you know, that, that rivalry that they have with Dallas, if anybody's going to play spoiler, it's going to be a divisional rival. So uh, definitely Washington. All right. So, uh, let's, go to, let's go to your best bet. All right, best bet. I'm going to go to Monday Night Football. You guys, uh, what, what do you think I'm going to take? Oh, this will be fun. Monday night is Miami. New- I know who you're going to take. You do? Automatic. All right. I'm going to take – Miami plus three, best bet, 10 units. This is the easiest bet of the year, guys. I was, I was dead wrong. <laughs> you thought I was going to think the same? <laughs> really? The same. Oh, so you man. thought you were going to sing the Saints are coming. <laughs> oh, my. No. no. When the Saints Miami plus three. This is going to be the oh, easiest bet of the year. 
I might put like five grand on this game. This is the easiest bet. <laughs> Look, New Orleans just you know there's there's no unit cap. Put fifteen on it. All right, fine. Fifteen units on the Miami. Yes. Game. Let's go. Fifteen. I'm not. I'm not even getting the hook. Wait, if I do fifteen, will you give me the hook? No. Oh come on! All right, ten units on my three. <laughs> so I mean, this is this is one of those shady lines. New Orleans just shut out Tom Brady at home for the first time since 2006, and they're only a three-point home favorite against Miami. This line opened to three and a half. It was quickly bought down, probably by sharp money, very quickly to three. And that's the key number. You look at the total in this game, 39, 38 and a half. There's even some 38s out there. It's going to be a low-scoring game. When that's the case, give me the points with the dog every time. Miami's going to win this game outright. The perception is, oh, man, Miami was coming off the bye. They barely beat the Jets, and the Saints just, just shut out Tom Brady at home. Let's not forget that the Saints put up nine points in that game. Offensively, they're very challenged, and the Tampa Bay defense – has not been was not playing well up to that point. So the fact they only put up nine points against Tampa is concerning. Uh, you look at Miami. One thing that was going against is that they were so hot going into their bye week. They they were winning, I think, six games up until that point. Whenever you have a hot team that has to go on a bye, it kind of kills their momentum a little bit. So when they came out against the Jets, they came out a little bit flat. And the Jets took the lead early in that game. Then they came back in the second half and won, uh, I think, by seven points. Didn't get the cover, but they still won. Uh, so I think Miami's going to get it together here and put up a really, really good effort. And the Saints just played their Super Bowl. This is easy, guys. I mean, I'm shocked nobody played Miami plus three. I feel like I'm getting ten free units. This is great. Wow, I like it. My, uh, Miami. I, I like the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets to two and a half, I'll definitely do a teaser with my two. But right now I'm just going to gonna take three so all right uh 10 units since you're not giving me the hook appreciate it uh, <laughs> any thoughts on miami plus three I, I think it's wrong i think the saints are the play on this one i mean i think miami their streaks gotta come to an end soon like <laughs> six in a row like they were they were a one in 17 like are we saying they're not like they're, that was fake. One and seven was fake. They're, they're all of a sudden a uh, seven and seven team about to be a winning record. I don't see it. I think this is going to be New Orleans Saints all day. Okay, Alex. <laughs> I would. I would probably lean Miami. I would lean Miami, but Sheep. you know, Saints tend to play. Uh, Saints tend to play better at home. Uh, they did lose to the Giants outright at home. Yeah. Well, in that case, Alex is all there was in se- That was September 25th, though. It's <laughs> December 20th. Jeff. With Jameis. You know, we got to let things go. It's five months ago. Uh, you know, not really a feel either way. I mean, I don't even want to watch the game. So, you know, have fun, <laughs> I guess. But Who, who would have thought a month ago – even a few weeks ago, this game was going to mean so much in playoff seeding in the AFC and the NFL. Yeah, no, the Dolphins have played really well, thank God, to get the Eagles a bad draft pick because for a second there, it looked like the Eagles were going to be in the top three, so that's nice. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Miami can win the game absolutely, but I just wouldn't 
I just wouldn't slam the door and say they will. You know, I, I don't really trust Tua that much, and the Saints defense did play really well this past week. So we shall see, Chet. I love the confidence, though. Yeah, I mean, Miami, they, they've had a weird, weird season. right? They, they start off the year beating New England at, at home as, as an underdog. Then they get blown out by Buffalo. Uh, then they have some disappointing losses against, you know, Vegas and the Colts, and they get blown out by Tampa. And then they lose to Jacksonville. That was when Tua was starting to come back. And then, then they started to get things together a few weeks later. But um, level of competition is concerning with Miami. You know, they, they beat um, Houston. They beat Baltimore that Thursday night. That was definitely their most impressive victory, I think. But then they, they go back to beating the, the Jets, Carolina, the Giants, and the Jets last week. So is this a step up in class for Miami? That's the question. Are the Saints as good as their record indicates? Are they really a significant playoff contender? I, I don't know. I, I think these teams are very, very much dead even. If you look at um, yards per play, they are identical. I mean, you're looking at home versus away. Uh, New Orleans, and I'm just getting my uh, my uh, stats out here. I believe they're they average 5.8. Is everything okay there? Yeah, he, they heard your play. <laughs> okay, so at home, New Orleans averages 5.2 yards per play. On the road, Miami averages 5.2 yards per play. These this is going to be a very very tight game. Uh, with that being said, if it's going to be that tight. Give me, give me the three points. I feel like uh, Miami's going to win this game outright. I feel like that they, the Saints just have Brady's number, right? They, they just play really well against Brady. And I, I gotta say, of, of all the best bets, I like mine the best. Okay, all right. Mm, I think you guys went to scary games. A tan, motherfucking tan. So I don't like who's the best. I don't like who's the best, Alex, because I'm on the complete opposite side of yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, where wants to live. So I'm just doing my calculations here. So I'm going to be up 25 units this week. Then you <laughs> 17. What's I'm not. A, I'm Campbell. You're the accountant. That's uh 42, right? So I'll 42. Be Great, excellent. So it's going to be a good week, guys. You got it. I tell you this. I tell you this, folks. Anyone who listens, if the Dolphins lose out like next Monday, 50-50, there's a pot. We're going to get the retirement text from Chetty. We're going to get, like, he's never gambling again. He doesn't want to encourage the behavior. He's going to go through all the cycles. And since it's a Monday game, he may not recover in time for Wednesday. So we got to figure that out. I need this money for the wedding, okay? I need this money. We just okayed flowers. It was four grand. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, teaser. I'm going to just make mine quick. I'm going to tease Philadelphia down to minus two and a half for the second week in a row. And then I'm going to tease Buffalo up to plus nine and a half. That'll be my teaser. Okay. Alex, what's right. your teaser? My teaser. I will take the Raiders because it's my favorite bet. So it's normally what I like to do, which I believe goes from minus one to plus five. So I definitely like it in that spot. And then I will take, And then I will take Washington and just blow the hell out of that point spread. Get it up to 16 and a half. So take that, Wong. He's back to the anti-Wong teaser. I love it. This is what got him <laughs> better in the first place. But he's <laughs> not mean anything towards our unit. So what does it matter? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. So what did you do, Alex? What, Vegas plus five, you said? Vegas and Washington. Six, six, uh, so 
six points. Plus five and plus sixteen and a half. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And Chetty, you were Philly too. Buffalo. Philly minus two and Buffalo. Buffalo plus nine and a half. Unless you guys will be really nice and just give me ten. Philly's mm-hmm. Philly's not minus two. Yeah. Minus nine, four. nine and a half. He's doing he's doing I'll, a seven point. Here. I'll do a seven point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can just arbitrarily say that and it not affect anything. Oh, I, mean, I will take a seven well, pointer for mine. Okay. All right, fine. So seventeen and a half <laughs> plus six. Yep. You know, I'm gonna do a oh. I'm gonna do a twenty point teaser. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I thought we were all doing six. Like, I'm gonna get. No, it's like no. I'm gonna go. If we could just say no, I'm gonna go seven. Well, then I'll do seven. I guess. I'll, 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 <laughs> if, if I'm doing seven, I I usually make note that I'm laying the extra juice for the seven. But there's no but, juice. There's no juice. Yeah. We need we need a set system here. We can't have Jenny say I'm doing no, seven. Maybe we should just throw the teaser section out, huh? Maybe we'll just have like an. <laughs> And then if you hit your underdog play, maybe like you add an extra five units we, to your overall or something. We you know? live in a society. Because I, I, I was doing a seven-pointer also this week. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're just what, saying what's, things? What's your, what's your teaser, Campbell? I, I, I also was going with the Eagles down to two and a half okay. and the Chargers to two and a half. I love it. I love it. I love that teaser. Wow. I mean, do you want me to throw in a third game? Would that make you happier, Alex, if I'm doing a seven? No, I've lost all faith in the teaser. Lost all faith? <laughs> you won last week. You took uh, Dallas and uh, Baltimore. Yeah, it was a good one. Very impressive. You're... And that wasn't even Wong. You know, that was I am on a bit of. I am on a bit of a heater. I think I – I mean, I was down like 37 at one point. Now I'm up very comfortably. Yeah, you know, when when you make your bets, Alex, I am listening to you. Okay, I am listening. Oh, I, I appreciate. I appreciate that. Before I would just it I was mean, automatic fade, but now I actually listen. <laughs> I was listening to him, and then he started pulling out Raiders minus one this week, and then I, I had to stop listening. <laughs> have, fun, have fun with Drew Locke on the mode. <laughs> okay. So all right, so uh, Jesus. We did everything for this week. I'll just put in like a couple leans I have. I lean to Atlanta minus five and a half. Uh, Detroit, after they win a game, they seem to get blown out the next week. So I like Atlanta because they have something to play for too. And the Lions have some COVID issues. They're getting Swift back, which is probably probably their best player. But I don't know if Jared Goff is going to play. Even if he does, you know, it won't affect my thoughts on this game that much. So I lean to Atlanta minus five and a half, and I lean to Jacksonville as a pick. Jaguars finally going to get a win against the lowly New York Jets. Any leans? Like your lean to the Jaguars is going to be wrong. <laughs> okay. I think I'm very curious how Lawrence plays in that game because. Again, like, these guys know where they're drafted. They know where they're drafted against. I mean, every quarterback rates themselves against their own class. And it's, you know, it's number one overall against number two overall. You know, if Lawrence isn't good against the Jet defense, he's not going to be good. So what effort are you going to get? So I'm curious how that game does play out. Not one I would really bet either way because you're either betting on the number one overall pick in next year's – or the number two overall, the number three overall pick in next year's draft. So it wouldn't really – you know, lean either way, but I'm very cu- like obviously Jags have a better quarterback, maybe. So 
mm. you know. Yeah, it's a watch. Interesting game that I'm not going to watch a second of, but, you know. Um, yeah. I think lean-wise, I think tomorrow night I would need Niners over the Titans. I was going to mention that game, yeah. Uh, I, I just like the way the Niners have been playing lately. Like, I consider that game just as hard as Bengals-Ravens. Like, you know, that's just a difficult game to bet. Um, you talked about that wounded animal of a team in Baltimore last week. I think Tennessee kind of fits that bill this week. I'm not, I'm not taking a bet with Tennessee, but that's this is a really tough game to handicap. Does, does San Francisco do they deserve to be a three point road favorite against Tennessee? I don't know. I, this game should be like closer to a pick'em. No, I think it's a little inflated, especially if Tennessee gets. Uh, Julio is going to play. If they get A.J. Brown back this week, I mean, that would be huge. I would definitely lean to Tennessee then. Might put a might put a bet if I can get the hook. But um, I don't know. I, DraftKings doesn't have any early lines up for next week. Are you seeing any early lines for next week yet? Or yes. Did the, the Tuesday games kind of push that back a little bit? Yeah. I, Westgate has the early lines up. Who did you want to know about? Or just anyone in general. Like, um, what what do you what games are you looking at next week that you kind of like? Uh, Campbell, guess the spread. Let's play guess the spread on one game, okay, Camby? Why are you okay. calling Dallas? Arizona. Giants. Giants at Bears. Giants at Bears. Guess the spread. Um, I would say Bears minus five and a half. Four and a half. Not bad. Close. Close. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Guys, my phone's about to die. It's always been a pleasure, man, what? on this pod. Wait. Oh, yeah. We're go. Wait. You're, you're just going to leave? Still here? Am I still here? Yes. Hello? Yes, you're still here. Yes, yes, yes. Hello? Yes. Oh, Hello? He's, he knows he's here. He knows he's here. Yep. Am I still he, here? Yep, you're still here. Alex? This is a great ending to the show, by the way. Hope you're really enjoying this. This is great. Uh, I think huh. Miami at Tennessee. I'm surprised. What what would you guess that point spread at Campbell? Miami at Tennessee. Miami at Tennessee. I'm back. Uh, hey. I would say Tennessee is probably laying. Miami at Tennessee. Tennessee is probably going to be laying four. Three and a half. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure when Derrick Henry's coming back, but uh, I think Tennessee could be a nice team to buy low on. I mean, their defense has been playing pretty well. It's just they, they can't put up can't put up points like they did in the beginning of the season. And looking back to Tennessee right. this, this year, uh, Tennessee's been a pretty good home dog. So they won as a home dog against Buffalo and Kansas City this year. All right. I, I just pulled up the look-ahead lines for next week. Then it's kind of throwing me off already. What's that? This week we have Tampa Bay at Carolina as a ten point favorite. Next week you have Tampa Bay going to the Jets, and the line is pretty much the same. Yeah, right. Carolina and the Jets comparable teams to Vegas, yeah. especially like by then. I mean, maybe we should be getting some healthy players back in Tampa. Hopefully, yeah, maybe the line is a little short. It is. I think Carolina is at that level of the Jets at this point. It seems like the Jets in Jacksonville and Houston, but yeah, it is a little light. I would expect it maybe to be clo- a little bit closer to thirteen. Okay, Alex is uh, is uh, 
sick. Hopefully he doesn't have COVID. No, I'm here. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to, like, like, stuff coughing at the back, yeah. Yeah. That'd be accurate. Uh, Looking at a few other big games next week. Kansas City at Cincinnati. The big one. I'm going to line already next week. Uh, Jackson, we have a couple huge point spreads next week. Uh, of course, they involve Jacksonville and Houston. <laughs> <laughs> New England is, if you had, are you looking at the point spreads, Campbell, so you see them? Yeah. yeah. 16 and a half. Uh, <laughs> 16 and a half? Yeah. Yeah. San Fran's lame. Yeah. Against that, that won't scare double-digit Del Vecchio. I see one I love. You can't I scare see. me off, Vegas. I, I like Jacksonville. No, I like I Jacksonville. I love nine against Seattle. Seattle. Seattle is now a nine-point favorite over anyone right now. Yeah, we're going to find out this week because they're laying, what, six and a half, seven against uh, against Chicago. So, we'll see. I think Seattle's a good fade at this point in the season. Russell Wilson's going to be playing somewhere next year. Somewhere else next year. Uh, another game that looks interesting to me is Cleveland at Pittsburgh. The fact that Pittsburgh's only laying one um, being, you know, that uh, Pittsburgh still has something to play for. So I'm surprised that it's not a little bit closer to two or two and a half, but that could be a nice teaser option with Cleveland, especially if they're still in the playoff race after uh, the Green Bay game. But we'll see. Anything else jump out to you, Alex? I mean, it also depends on what happens with Pittsburgh this week, right? Because if Pittsburgh – can beat Kansas City outright with Kansas City being so impacted by COVID that they're going to come out, you know, hair on fire against Cleveland. So, yeah, that's why looking headlines can be tough. At least keep it within the touchdown. I'll yeah. tell you that much. This is zero percent chance Pittsburgh beats Kansas City this week. Zero. Who's favorite in Dallas, zero. Arizona? Dallas. Oh, I love Arizona. Dallas is a two and a half point favorite. Oh, I love Arizona. It depends on what happens this week. You know, if, if Arizona gets the outright win against Indy and Dallas wins, but it's kind of like an ugly win that people aren't impressed by, maybe I lean Dallas, but if it's the opposite, then I lean Arizona. That's a and tough the Colts are, Colts are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Raiders. You know why? Because the Raiders are going to lose this week. <laughs> we'll see. That is- I, really, I really am at 1%, guys. That's a high point spread, man. Wow. Eight and a half. I guess we will find out. Uh, Buffalo laying 13 and a half against Atlanta. Um, we went over pretty much every game. I don't think the only game we didn't yeah. get uh, really the Chicago-Seattle game, and then none of us had any plays on Detroit and Atlanta, but we pretty much covered every We got some big head-to-head matchups this week. It's going to be a good week. For, uh, it's going to be a fun it's week. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun yeah. holiday. It is. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing. Enjoy your your holiday, whatever you choose to celebrate. Uh, don't listen to Anthony Fauci. If you want to be with your family, be with your family. Okay? Because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Okay? Just my thoughts. Yeah, we don't get political on this pod. That's true. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Do you guys have anything more to add? If not, we'll, we'll call it a night, and we'll look on to week 16. No, I just hope the quality of play improves by the time we hit the playoffs. Cause some of this football has been really bad. Like, if it's not the football that's bad, it's the officiating that's bad. The NFL has got to get on track here as we head into January. 
Very true. Yeah, Sean Hockley. Uh, there's no doubt I'm looking at the game that he's refereeing each week. Because <laughs> that's an automatic fade for me. So. Oh, nice. All right, so we're going to see. Right. Uh, the, the, the race is pretty tight with uh, Campbell and Alex neck, neck and neck. And, you know, uh, those guys are one week away from, from catching up to me. So we're going to see what happens this week. Uh, I love the trash talking. Can't wait. Oh, happy holidays, all. Happy Merry Christmas, all. Happy Hanukkah.